George FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans. Welcome. It's the Match Day Preview. However, or wherever you may be watching and or listening, I'm Anthony Urcioli. A big one this weekend because Forge FC is facing perhaps one of the most, um, no, let's say the most desperate club in the Canadian Premier League. HFX Wanderers FC at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, 4 o'clock kickoff, and that is on Saturday. So before we get to the match, we do have to mention, now we can't get too in-depth. There will be opportunity for that, and you'll have to um, come back to, uh, to get a little more. Jordan Hamilton joining Forge FC, the big forward, big body, a lot of, it. let's just, let's just put it this way, um, the rich just got a lot richer. Forge FC's attack is, it was already unparalleled. Now, I mean, what's a bigger word for that? I, I don't know. The big six, we'll call them. Borges, Basias, Schwanier, Campbell, Welshman, and now Hamilton. The big six up front. This attack is so dangerous and can beat you in so many different ways. You have the pacier guys. And you have the big bodies. I mean, imagine trying to defend Taryn Campbell and Jordan Hamilton on the pitch at the same time. It's going to be very difficult. Now, I mentioned earlier, we will get more in depth with Jordan Hamilton with Forge FC. And you can actually find some of that now. If you head on over to the uh, Forge FC website, you can also listen to some interviews with Bobby Smirniotis and Jordan Hamilton himself. So plenty more coming up on that big signing. Don't worry, I won't leave you hanging. But... Now is not the time for that. Now is the time to talk about Halifax, Forge's opponent. When I say Halifax is desperate, well, first, let me let me give you Forge's, I mean, the most informed club in the league by far. Five straight wins. They've scored, uh, I'll do some quick math and embarrass, I'll, I'll embarrass myself with my poor math skills, but we have what? Six, nine, 14, 16. One, two, three. 16 to 3 Forge have outscored their opponents right now in their last 5 matches. Unbelievable numbers, unbelievable run for Forge FC coming off a 4 nothing win on the road against Atletico Ottawa and that was just days after they uh, beat their arch rivals on the west side of the country Cavalry FC 2-1 and that was also on the road. So Forge is in form there's no question about that. Halifax is reeling. They had very strong playoff hopes. They've had an up and down year. At certain points, Halifax looked like a top four club in the CPL and on their way to a playoff position. Now, they haven't won since June 25th. They have four losses and one tie in their last five matches. And they gave up four goals to York, who's been struggling to score all, all season. Um, they had a, a, a draw at home against Edmonton, who's at the bottom of the table. So Halifax is in big trouble right now, and they are on the outside looking in. Um, over the last five matches, by the way, Halifax has been the worst club. They only have one point in the last five matches. They are at the bottom of the CPL table if we're going to narrow things down. Looking at the bigger picture, 
Forge FC, top spot, 32 points, tied with Pacific. Forge, though, have played two less matches. So they have two games in hand on Pacific. They have three games in hand on Calvary, who's in third place right now. Calvary, one point behind Forge. Forge is in the driver's seat, and it, it there's no question. They are also plus 23 on the season with their goal differential. They've scored 37. They've given up 14. The best offensive team in the league, best defensive team in the league, and that's putting it mildly. Forge is plus 23. The next best plus minus is Calvary. They're at plus 7. So I think that kind of sums up where the league is right now. The standings make it look close, but Forge is is running away with it just on the sheer form and quality that Forge has put on, on the pitch this season. Halifax, sixth place right now. They are 11 points out of a playoff spot. Now, things can change quickly in this league. Six-point matches, when you have eight teams in the league and you play um, every club four times, I just had to do some more. This is, see the, the, the blank look and the terror in my face when I try to do math? Um, it's It's very embarrassing, but... I, I trust you enough to, to let you see that side of me. Forge FC at the top, Halifax, not at the bottom per se, but I mean, they're, they're hovering at this point. Sixth place, 11 points out of a playoff spot. The only chance they have at this point is to just collect three points consistently, and they will, they're playing for their playoff lives against Forge in Hamilton. So Forge cannot afford to have a, a bad game. Now, as we do in the match day preview, it's not always about Forge because we want to know our opponents as well. So with that, let's get to know HFX Wanderers FC. All right, joining us now in the match day preview is Gary Griffiths. Uh, he runs the blog from a ways and he covers Halifax, the HFX Wanderers. And it's a club. Uh, how long have you been covering them for? Pretty much since it started. So the club launched in 2018, I believe. And I hadn't actually moved here long before that. And I was I was hoping there'd be a, a football team. And when it launched, I remember just looking for stuff to read about the club and listen to about the club. But obviously, it was still really early doors. So there wasn't right. much out there. So yeah, I thought I might as well start one myself. And three years later, here we are. So how long have you been in Halifax for? Since 2016. Yeah, I moved here late 2016. Okay. So th this team then, it's and your previous soccer experience was overseas, I'm assuming? Yeah, Followed yeah. Pretty I'm closely. From, yeah, I'm from um, a town called Northampton. It's about an hour north of London. And right. so I'm an Arsenal fan as well. Yeah, so th it's interesting then. So you, when you obviously two very, you know, Arsenal's been around for so long and this is a fairly new club. What's been your impression of the Canadian Premier League uh, and the experience with Halifax? I think my experience is probably quite biased because obviously I, I feel very fortunate that I've experienced this league through the filter of Halifax and and how how much the club has been embraced by the city and the province. So I think my experience is really based around that, where it's been off the pitch at least here it's been a resounding success I think I think there was already a core of, of football fans in in the community here I think when you don't have a CFL team Mooseheads the hockey team I think it's junior hockey or something I'm not mm -hmm. really an expert but because you yeah. don't have like a tier one like top 
top club in a in a province as soon as Wanderers came along I think people really got into it so you had your core of football fans who I mean they'd already started started a supporters club before I even came here um so you had that core of people already and then they just added to it and added to it and added to it and you had like people who probably weren't that familiar with the sport would go to games the atmosphere is incredible so then they want to come again and go again they tell a friend and I think a lot of it has been word of mouth since then. And yeah, it's just been been fantastic off the pitch. The club's done such a good job of building this like grassroots, grassroots support. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, players, coaches that, that I've talked to with Forge, it is one of the most difficult stadiums to play in Wanderers ground. So maybe just take us through that lens and the experience at the stadium. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's getting much better, actually. I mean, it was always good in 2019, but in the first season, all of, I think all of the noise and all of the passion tended to be centred in the kitchen, which is behind one of the goals. Um, and where I sit in, ma- in, the, in the main stand, it's, it tended to be quite quiet and people would just watch and wait to be entertained. But I think now people are becoming a lot more football intelligent and understanding the game more and understanding when kind of we're required as supporters to give give some to the players as well and to the, or to the ref. And I think, I think all around the stadium now, the atmosphere is getting much better, but particularly behind the goals, you have, you've got two supporters groups there. Um, the privateers who are the originals. And then you've got this new group of younger, younger people called block 108 ultras. And they're just constantly jumping and bouncing and singing. And it's, it's a really good time back there. So yeah, it's a really great atmosphere. I mean, I think our home record this season hasn't been too good um, for a number of reasons, but I think a lot of it is actually down to Forge because Forge really bloodied our nose in the first game against them, 4-0. And I think the the players had a massive kind of crisis of confidence after that. Um, so while the atmosphere is still amazing, it's on the pitch, it's not been too good at home recently. Yeah, so how long before, you know, will the... You always wonder, will the support be there if the club is struggling? So, um, you know, during this recent slide, has the atmosphere, has it been uplifting still or has it gone down a bit? Initially, it was still very supportive and very uplifting. I do think, I mean, we're on a pretty, a pretty bad run at the moment. We've lost, I think, four of the last five, um, Mm -hmm. three or four of the last five at home as well. And... You're, you're starting to notice it's, it's subtle it's very very subtle but you're slowly starting to notice a bit more discontent from supporters um I mean it's not a full-out revolt or anything I don't think it'll ever come to that but there are there's certainly dissatisfied fans now um and that is a, that's a big question I think like do you maintain this the support if you're one of the worst teams in the league. And I think I think that's probably something at the higher levels at the club right now. There, there's probably a lot of conversations around and a lot of hair pulling about. Um, personally, and it might just be my background coming from English supporters and fandoms, like it doesn't really matter what the team's doing on the pitch. Like if you, if once you're right. in, it's like you, you love this club. It's almost impossible. Like they've got us now they've got, I mean, I know for me personally, we could lose six nil every week and I would still pay my $400 for a season ticket and turn up every week, which says more about um, probably my emotional intelligence than anything else. Um, Cause it's not good to be like that. But once, once, once the team has you, then, then yeah, it doesn't let go. 
But that's it's interesting. It's it's kind of a cultural thing too, right? I mean, when you support a club, it, it's more than just a sports team. I mean, it becomes part of you. It's almost part of your identity. Part of your it becomes almost like a core value. That's how important it becomes. So, what is the difference, though? And you know, a sports fan in England or in the UK versus a sports fan in Canada. What have you noticed in terms of differences? Um, I, I don't really know in terms of fandom, but just just to speak on atmosphere, I think. This might, this might sound like I'm criticizing Canada, but I'm not. I'm actually complimenting Canadian fans because I think it's a lot nicer and a lot kinder, which is a lot mm. of, it's a huge cliche to say that. But um, I think when you go to, so so just to kind of anecdotally talk about this, my my mum was visiting a few weeks ago and she yeah. came to a game and, and she just kept saying how safe she felt in that environment. Right. Um, and to be, to be fair, like football stadiums in England are a lot safer than they used to be now. Like I stories from my parents in the 70s they used to go to Chelsea and it was mm. just oh god the violence and the hooliganism which right. which doesn't really exist now because a lot of safety stuff's in place but there is still this undercurrent of anger I think uh, in in British sports stadiums people use people use games on the Saturday as a release so maybe they've had right. a week a bad week at work and they just need something to kind of direct this frustration at and I think a lot of that is um, a lot of that comes out in the nastier sides of fandom in back home, which isn't everyone by any means. Like, but there is right. there is definitely a subsection of people like that. Whereas I find here, even even the most vocal of fans, it's always it's always channeled in a positive way, and mm-hmm. people the emphasis is on having fun rather than releasing some sort of pent up aggression. So, yeah, I love I love the atmosphere here. I think it's yeah. it's just a nice, safe place, and I'm not constantly worried that someone near me is going to shout something really inappropriate, and I'm going to have to wrestle morally with, oh God, do I tell this person who's right. a, lot, a lot stronger and taller than me that <laughs> he said so, like so? I don't worry about that here, which is which is nice. So yeah, yeah, and Wanderers Ground. I mean, you t- when you compare you know, with Wanderers Ground and Tim Hortons Field, for example, you have two very different stadiums. I mean, Wanderers Ground, it's kind of, it's intimate. The, 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 the fans are kind of right on top of you and they're so close to the pitch. And I believe the capacity is around like 6,500. Mm. Whereas, you know, Tim Hortons Field is expandable to, to 40,000 if if they wanted to. So there are some differences there. Is it, do, do, um, do you prefer the more intimate settings at, at your soccer matches? Yeah, definitely. I think I think sixty five hundred in a sixty five hundred seat stadium looks a lot better than sixty five hundred in a forty thousand seat stadium. Of course. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the noise you can generate when everyone's really close together as well, it's it's yeah. I I understand it though. Like I don't think it's I would, wouldn't want to criticize any of the clubs in big stadiums because at the end of the day we need as many clubs as we can get and if that's the only option right now, then that's the only option right now. It's still. Mm. I mean, I think what forwards you is quite good because you kind of put everyone on one side, don't you? Right. So for on the camera, in terms of optics, it still creates the illusion sure. that everyone's packed in. So, And you guys have got a really good supporters group as well, so you can generate yeah. a big atmosphere in that corner. So, yeah, I prefer I prefer the smaller stadiums, but it is what it is with the teams that can't yeah. have that. Like, let, let me ask you about the club uh, before... I know you, we're, we're tight on time, so I'll let you go shortly. Just about the club, when things are going right, for Halifax, what is it? What what is going right for them where they are able to find success versus this stretch they've been in where they they've been losing? It's the, it's the alchemy of the fans and the team all all popping at the same time. That's when it's that's when it really works. I mean, 
the the fans are normally really good, but it's kind of like lighting touch paper with them. As soon as the players are also doing well, the fans just go to another level. So when all of those things happen in tandem, that's when we tended to have put our best performances together. Um, so we we just need to kind of galvanise the home support again. Put a, we've never been too good away from home, but actually this season we've been fairly good away. Well, not fairly good, but we've been better away from home. But the counterbalance to that has been our home form has not been too good. So we, it's kind of like we, once we get something working, the other thing stops working and we just need that balance for, for everything to come together again. And the quality in the lineup, does it, so there's some work to do this off season? Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. I, th- I think it's going to kind of be, they're going to burn it down and build it back up again in this off season, to be honest. I think, I think this season was probably uh, for a, for a handful of players, um, the last chance to really prove that they could do it at the highest levels of this league. And a few of them haven't quite stepped up. Um, I think it's, you can't, you can't really have a, have an open and honest talk about the club's performances this season without bringing up Yao Morelli, because he was obviously the best player in the Mm. league last year, our top scorer, the talisman of the club. And in the second game, he, does his ACL and he's out for the season. Um, and I think if the club say that, it sounds like they're making excuses. So I don't think they can really talk about that because it's like, right. oh God, they that's just an excuse. But it's it's true. Like if you if you took any if you took Carl Becker out of Forge, mm-hmm. like you'd still have an amazing lineup of attackers, but he's such oh, a but there's a void there. There's definitely yeah. an irreplaceable void there. Yeah. Exactly. And with with Jao Morelli, he was so important to the way we like we basically built a system and a tactical way of playing this season, which one hundred percent revolved around getting the best out of him as a false nine. And if you if you take him out, then uh, yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't. It's a domino effect well. almost. Yeah, yeah. but in, I mean, kind of toppling. Yeah, I mean, in the off season, there's there's definitely a lot of work to be done because it does look like the playoffs are probably probably not going to happen now. It's quite a big gap, so yeah. I imagine the work off the pitch has already started in terms of identifying right. targets. Uh, the big question is, do we commit to this way of playing where we're playing now with like a lone six, two eights, a front three? Do we commit to that? And if we do, recruitment has to be based around finding players to plug those plug those positions. So, yeah, yeah. big, big off season ahead, I think, for Wanderers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Halifax does well, it's good for everybody, right? It's You get a strong club on, on that side of the country, and that's, that's what you're kind of looking for. Uh, Gary Griffiths, how can we read more of your work? Yeah, so I write a blog. I'm I'm not too prolific, to be honest, like three or four a year tops. But um, if you go to fromaways.com, I'm also on Twitter at fromawayshfx. And I'm on Instagram too, but I rarely use it. So I won't even bother plugging that. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Great insight. Uh, Gary Griffiths, thanks so much. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. All right. I don't know about you, but I love getting insights into, especially because I'm not a guy who enjoys leaving the city he lives in which is Hamilton so it's going to be hard for me to see all these other stadiums and and other CPL markets maybe someday maybe maybe virtually I'll visit them but it is nice to to get a glimpse into the other into the rest of the league it's uh the success of the other teams it's something we should all we don't want them to win per se um but you, you want the, it to be a strong league. You want every club, every market to be well represented, to have um, solid ownership, solid fan base, 
and a solid club. Listen, it, everybody wins. Everyone in this league wins when, when more and more teams are doing well. So, big match this weekend. If you are, if you haven't purchased your tickets already, you're going to want to attend this one. Forge FC could be the debut of Jordan Hamilton in a Forge uniform. Um, Bobby says, Bobby Smyrniotis, Forge FC's head coach and technical director, says uh, Jordan has been training now for a few days with the club. By the way, this is a club he's very familiar with. Um, Jordan Hamilton knows this team. He's known Kyle Becker since he was a baby, he said. Uh, he's familiar. He's friends with guys, uh, you know, Ashton Morgan, Jonathan Grant. He's There's a number of guys that he's familiar with. This isn't like a brand new club. The shirt will look a little different for him. He hasn't worn this one yet, but he's familiar with the players. He's grown up with them, growing up in Scarborough. He's also familiar with Bobby Smyrniotis. Smyrniotis coached his older brother, and it was... Um, According to to, uh, to Hamilton, it was Bobby's first big coaching job, and it was his older brother. So there are a lot of ties here. So Hamilton has trained with the club this week. He may see the fields against Halifax. Bobby's always a little, you know, he, he doesn't like to give away too much, which is which is fair. So he may see some action this weekend. He's going to be eased into the lineup, Bobby said. So either way, you get a ticket. You may get a chance to see Jordan Hamilton's first match in Hamilton, but at the very least, there's a lot going on on Saturday. So the family theme, we're going to keep that going this weekend. Inflatables, lawn games, prizes in the Stipley Fan Zone, which is on the south side of the stadium behind the uh, in the end zone area there. Uh, $5 beers, as always, when the gates open, which will be at 3 o'clock for this match. Uh, kickoffs kick off, of course, at 4. Also... You can win two tickets and a trip to Ottawa. Now, I just mentioned, I haven't really gotten out there and visited these other CPL markets. You can. You can watch Forge in Ottawa. Two tickets. It includes bus bus transportation and also a hotel. Tickets, transportation, hotel. You can win that this weekend um, if you attend the match between Forge and Halifax. Also, of course, after the match, stick around. There's a doubleheader, Sigma FC, where it all kind of started, in a sense, for Forge. Um, Sigma taking on Unionville, Melican. The, uh, it's going to be a League One Ontario clash at 7 o'clock. Admission is included with your Forge ticket purchase. So a little added bonus there. And, of course, families on the pitches back. After the match, you can take in the Tim Hortons Fields energy. Get a, get a feel for the turf. See if it feels spongy or that was a movie reference. I don't know if Fever Pitch. Anyways, let, don't don't take it from me. Go there yourself. Get the full experience. Tickets on sale. And we will talk to you soon because we will have three keys to the match coming up. Also, match in review and all of your Jordan Hamilton content will be available. Again, however, wherever you get your Forge content, whether it's through podcasts um, and whether it's on YouTube, on the site, social media, so many ways to get it. It's all there for you. We will talk to you soon. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.